Dear friends in Christ, I'm John Henry Weston, the co-founder of LifeSite News, and I'm no theologian, but I am a reporter who's covered the church in America and the Vatican and around the world for more than 25 years. I'm also the father of eight children, and the corruption in the church has harmed my own family and all of our families. So it's time for us to stand up for our children. Hello, friends. To celebrate the momentous overturning of Roe v. Wade, we at LifeSite have minted just under 10,000 of these brand new limited edition pro-life silver rounds. Now, each round is stamped with the image of the Supreme Court of the United States featuring the date that the High Court delivered this historic victory. And on the front of our pure silver rounds, LifeSite's logo surrounded by a brilliant sunburst and draped with olive branches. They, of course, commemorate our 25-year anniversary of LifeSite News. We began in 1997 in September, so September of 2022 was 25 years. These one ounce silver rounds are available from our partners at stjosephspartners.com, where you can fulfill all of your silver and gold needs in this perilous time. May God bless you. So I'm going to give you a rundown of some of the most concerning cardinals and bishops in the United States and also in the Vatican. You know, as the church goes, so goes the world. God tells us in the scriptures over and over that it is us, it is his own people, who garner the blessings for their nations, and hence the curses as well. If you read in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If you read again from Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen, he's the one who said, It's we, the faithful, not the bishops, who will be called to save the church. In fact, he said this, and I quote, Who's going to save our church? It's not our bishops. It's not our priests. And it's not the religious. It's up to you, the people. You have the minds, the eyes, and the ears to save the church. Your mission is to see that priests act like priests. Your bishops act like bishops. And the religious act like religious, end quote. And we have to do that not with hatred, For these consecrated men who are sometimes doing evil things and leading our children astray, we must love them nonetheless, love them enough to correct them and call them out for the damage that they are causing the church, our children, but ultimately themselves. They are inviting hellfire on themselves, and we don't want that for anyone. Our Lord's vengeance against unfaithful shepherds is spelled out graphically in the scriptures. In Matthew 18, 6, Jesus says, If anyone causes one of these little ones to stumble, those who who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung about their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. And here's the warning to the shepherds of the church from Ezekiel, number 33. So you, mortal, I have made a sentinel for the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, you shall give them a warning from me. If I say to the wicked, O wicked ones, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked to turn from their ways, the wicked shall die in their iniquity, but their blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked to turn from their ways, and they do not turn from their wicked ways, The wicked shall die in their iniquity, but you will have saved your life. So, we must know that these men, we must know who they are, because we need to. We need to know for our own protection for our children. 
We must call them out by name. We must pray and actually fast for their conversions. You know that here on LifeSite, we love to tell amazing stories. There are a few so heroic and amazing as the story we're about to tell you that's coming soon. You gotta watch this. When I was in seminary, I was reading a book by Henry Nouwen. He talked about a nuclear man, you know, and people who grew up in the 1980s were kind of formed by that immediate and constant threat of nuclear annihilation. My generation has grown up, you know, under the specter of priestly sexual abuse. What say you, Mr. Poor Person? Is the defendant guilty or not guilty? I think that for many of us, that has also been all-encompassing. You know, I mean, I entered the seminary in January of 2004, and it's basically been there for me from in the beginning. One priest's sacrifice for many priestly sins. The story of Father John Hollowell. Coming soon from LifeSite News. I don't have the time here for a lengthy list, so I'm just going to give you a couple handfuls. Let's start in America. Let's start with Cardinal Blaise Supich, the Archbishop of Chicago. He was involved in clergy sexual abuse cover-up. He permits communion for illicitly remarried Catholics and for homosexual couples. He removed a Chicago priest after he burned a homosexual pride flag. He instructed priests not to pray outside abortion clinics with 40 Days for Life. He locked the Catholics out of church on Good Friday in protest of the traditional Latin Mass. Then there's Cardinal Joseph Tobin. He's uh, now in the Vatican, but he's from America. And he was the Bishop of Newark. He was the former Superior General of the Redemptorist Fathers. And he expressed support for women cardinals. He allowed LGBT pride masses in his diocese. He welcomed LGBT pilgrimages as one of his first acts when he was in Newark, where Catholics were married to same-sex spouses. They were invited to participate in the Sacrament of Holy Communion. He hired an avowed homosexual activist as his senior associate for operations, and he housed an Italian actor in his rectory around the same time that he infamously tweeted Nighty Night Baby uh, by accident. And he resists Catholic teaching about homosexuality. He calls it unfortunate. He uh, is a huge promoter of Joe Biden and said that Catholics could vote for Biden in good conscience. You know, it goes on and on. Well, let's move on to Cardinal Wilton Gregory of uh, Washington, D.C. So, Wilton Gregory has a background checkered with sexual abuse connections and years of pro-homosexual advocacy. He was particularly close to serial sexual abuser Theodore McCarrick, a defrocked predecessor of Cardinal Gregory in Washington. As the head of the USCCB in 2004, Gregory, along with McCarrick, suppressed a Vatican memo stating that pro-abortion politicians should be denied communion. So he was held in contempt of court. This is Cardinal Gregory. was held in contempt of court for not releasing records of a priest accused of sexual abuse and later held back on other priests' names. He, was, uh, he reinstated a priest after a homosexual affair, and Cardinal Gregory allowed a different priest, his spiritual guide, for abuse victims to march in an LGBT pride parade and attend homosexual clubs. The stuff goes on and on. It just gets really gross. Well, let's take a look at Cardinal, or new Cardinal, Robert McElroy. Robert McElroy of San Diego 
also a Jesuit bishop and appointee of Pope Francis, of course, he wants to change church teaching that homosexual acts are intrinsically disordered. He celebrates LGBT-themed mass events, and he gave the keynote address at the 2018 um, AUSCP conference, which is a dissident priest conference. Um, he downplayed the gravity of abortion on numer numerous occasions, and um, he's cracked down on at least one faithful priest who forcefully condemned abortion and left-wing policies. Uh, he goes on and on in every direction. But there's a lot to learn and a lot to know. In fact, let me just give you quickly this list. This is a list of bishops who outed themselves as supporting an LGBT group's uh, outreach to youth in 2021. This list is instructive because if this is one of your bishops, you should know it's a problem. And if any of your children are in dioceses where these bishops are, look out. Here's the list. Archbishop John C. Wester, Bishop Stephen Beegler, Bishop John P. Dolan, Bishop Thomas Gumbleton, Bishop Joseph R. Copaz, Bishop Dennis Madden, Bishop Ricardo Ramirez, Bishop John Stowe, Bishop Anthony B. Taylor, Bishop Edward Weisenberger. So the reality of unfaithful bishops is not restricted to America. Remember that in Germany, there was a vote among bishops for blessing of homosexual unions. It was 38 to 8. That's 38 in favor with 8 opposed with 11 abstentions. The vast majority are heretical in Germany or at least not willing to oppose heresy. But let's have a closer look at some of the key cardinals whose conversions we need to offer prayers and sacrifices for. There's Cardinal Victor Fernandez. He's just been appointed by Pope Francis, the new prefect of the Dicastery for the Doctrine of Faith, and he's set to assume this new role in mid-September. His 1995 erotic book is called Heal Me With Your Mouth, The Art of Kissing. He argued the use of some condoms could, in some circumstances, be a greater good, and he suggested a future possibly allowing homosexual blessings and outlined his support for homosexual blessings themselves, he, if they were not given in a way, of course, that does not cause that kind of confusion. <laughs> he publicly defended an influential priest of the archdiocese where he was in the wake of resurfaced child sexual abuse allegations dating back to 2008. He actually went on to celebrate mass with that priest in March of 2019 as the priest was under fresh criminal scrutiny, and that priest has since committed suicide in that same year of 2019, hours after a judge issued an order for his arrest. In fact, Cardinal Muller, the former head of the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, revealed that there is a red flag file on Archbishop Fernandez's uh, file, a red flag on the file, uh, dating back to more than a decade. And uh, he raises this after he's been named as a replacement for Cardinal Muller. Uh, it's just unbelievable. So, uh, there's so much more I could tell you about... Uh, Cardinal Fernandez, but we'll have to skip that. Let's go on to Cardinal Bishop Stephen Chow, also a Jesuit of the Diocese of Hong Kong. Now, it's interesting because this is a cardinal who is now in Hong Kong, totally supports the scandalous Vatican-China deal. He's also gone on record as looking forward to the day that the Catholic Church might ordain women to the diaconate or the priesthood. These are not things not possible in the Church, but nonetheless, there they are. There's also Cardinal Bishop um, Americo Manuel Alves Aguirre. He's the Auxiliary Bishop of Lisbon 
and the organizer of the 2023 World Youth Day, which is just about to hit us right now. In a recent interview, he said, and I quote, We don't want to convert people to Christ or to the Catholic Church or anything like that. End quote. What in the world is he doing in the church, let alone leading World Youth Day? Then there's Cardinal Hollerich, John Claude Hollerich, the Jesuit Archbishop of Luxembourg, who voiced his belief that the church's position viewing homosexual relationships is wrong. He was actually made the Relator General of the Synod on Synodality, which is going on in Rome this October. Well, uh, he is a prominent pro-LGBT cardinal who has previously claimed that he's in full agreement with Pope Francis on the use of op- on opposing the Catholic teaching on homosexuality. He revealed that um, his Diocese of Luxembourg, um, a woman is in charge of all formation in the diocese, he said, and he suggested that the Catholic Church should open its door to female priesthood. He argued that when the church teaching was made, there was no concept of homosexuality, and he said that, of course, in regard to legalizing or allowing for it in the church. Um, Even the document by John Paul II disallowing for homosexuals as priests, he said it could be changed. Then there's Cardinal Joseph de Kessel. Now, he's a retired uh, archbishop of, of uh, in Brussels, so why would we be mentioning him? Well, Pope Francis has made him one of the cardinals of his own pick inside the Synod on Synodality, and he's notorious. He signed and approved a document from his fellow Belgian bishops approving for homosexual blessings. Um, he has told an LGBT group that he met privately with that he finds it acceptable for gays and lesbians to live out their sexual desires, according to the Belgian magazine uh, Zizo Online. He's made a number of statements favorable to communion for homosexual couples as well. And finally, let me conclude with Cardinal Matteo Zuppi, because he is actually Papabile. He's from Bologna, and Papabile means he's one of the candidates, one of the likely candidates for Pope. And according to Father James Martin, he's a great supporter of LGBT Catholics and wrote a foreword to the Italian version of Father James Martin's book called Building a Bridge. Totally unbelievable. So I have to stop there because there just isn't enough time for more, but you get the picture. It's indeed a mess. But nonetheless, the Lord remains in charge. In the end, the Immaculate Heart will triumph. And do you know what this is? This is actually part of the chastisement already for the infidelity of the faithful who should have been doing much more to pay attention to our Lord, his commandments, and love for him and the Holy Eucharist. Take a look at this. This is Cardinal Burke talking in 2017 about demonic forces entering the church at that time in 2017. Hard to believe that so long ago. This was given at Rome Life Forum, a conference that LifeSite has been running since 2014, actually. Do you know that we're running another one this year, October 31st and November 1st? That is right at the end of this horrific Synod on Synodality. October 31st, November 1st, 2023. Come join us in Rome. Go to romelifeforum.com for more information. Watch Cardinal Burke give this snippet on demonic forces entering into the Vatican from his talk at Rome Life Forum in 2017. It seems clear from the most respected studies of the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima that it has to do with the diabolical forces unleashed upon the world in our time and entering into the very life of the Church. 
For the recovery of peace will be a gift from heaven, but it is not properly speaking the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Her victory is of another order, supernatural, and then temporal by addition. It will first be the victory of the faith, which will put an end to the time of apostasy and the great shortcomings of the church's pastors. Here is what St. John Eudes wrote in his book, The Priest, His Dignity and Obligations. He said the most evident mark of God's anger and the most terrible castigation he can inflict upon the world are manifested when he permits his people to fall into the hands of clergy who are priests more in name than in deed, priests who practice the cruelty of ravening wolves rather than charity and affection of devoted shepherds. St. John Eudes continued, When God permits such things, it is a very positive proof that he is thoroughly angry with his people and is visiting his most dreadful anger upon them. That is why he cries unceasingly to Christians, Return, O ye revolting children, and I will give you pastors according to my own heart. Thus irregularities in the lives of priests constitute a scourge upon the people in consequence of sin. Those are quotes from St. John Eudes. So it's time. It's time for us to step up our prayers, especially fasting and work, to cleanse his church, which will lead to a blessing on our whole land. We know it's coming. The triumph of the Immaculate Heart is promised and awaits our yes to live the lives as she did, completely in, with, and through Jesus Christ, our Savior. May God bless you. Hi, everyone. This is John Henry Weston. We hope you enjoyed this program. To see more like it, be sure to hit the subscribe button below to get all the latest content from LifeSite News. Check the links in the description to read more and connect with us on social media so that you can stay up to date with all the latest life, family, faith, and freedom news. Thanks for watching, and may God bless you.